Welcome to the Phenomenal Business Growth Podcast. I am your host, Jim Clouck. And today, a friend of mine, a friend of many of you as well, Tom Ziegler. Hey, Tom, how are you? Jim, I'm doing gooder, as we like to say in Ziegler land. Gooder. You know, I use that word a lot, and my wife and kids give me that look. Um, and, uh, you know, I often use the word gooder to see if I can get a response from people. What happens when you say that to people? Do they look at you funny and say, I don't think that's right? Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of fun. I learned it from Matt Rush. He's the gooder guy, uh, one of our Ziggler legacy guys. And so I use it on a lot of Zooms, a lot of international, and they they just kind of crack up. I say, you know, good is good, but gooder is gooder. Uh and of course, we might as well have a gooder day and make the most out of it. And then I like to use it with inner circle uh, people because, of course, I'm supposed to say phenomenal. And so sometimes I'll say gooder just out of my eye looking at Howard to see what he does, because it's always good to give him, you okay. know, a facial tick whenever you don't use the word phenomenal. <laughs> a little nudge or better than phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, I know when you're on stage, any of us at at Howard's event, he 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 listens. <laughs> if you say something he doesn't like, he'll give you the look, which is which is fun. So there you go, Howard Partridge. So you do have a very close relationship with Howard Partridge uh, and the phenomenal coaching team, um, the inner circle. Why don't you talk a little bit about your relationship with Howard and the inner circle? And I'm going to talk about Ziegler. Yeah, you bet. So, of course, we've been uh, working with Howard and doing things with him. It's, gosh, it's going on 13 years now. Uh, he's had a huge impact on our business. In fact, he was actually here last week and we did a full day of business planning. So he's involved in our day-to-day and -day our marketing and the, you know, the, the, the new offerings that we come out with. Uh, of course, he's got a real sense for what, what makes a business strong. And so our business has hugely benefited since we got involved with Howard. We've also, uh, I've traveled with him personally all over the world, Europe, Australia, all over the U S I think we, we lost count. It's hundreds of events we've done together now. Um, and we've, we're just planning 2024 and we're going to do probably four or five more events together in 2024. So it's, that's always a blessing. We have referred um, a ton of people from the Ziegler world to the inner circle uh, and vice versa. Howard's referred people from his world over to Ziegler and our coaching and in our uh, speaker and training certifications and things like that. So it's been a great, great partnership. And now with his new uh, phenomenal um, business franchise uh, mm -hmm. and it's 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 really cool to see see what's happening in this growth and and the the bottom line is this and i'll kind of this for those of you listening this is the way i see kind of the relationship between this six decades plus ziggler uh impact in the world and what we've taught historically and then what the inner circle teaches I kind of have an archery target view of business. When you think of a small business, the the center of that target, the bullseye, is the business owner. And 
if the business owner is not right, the business is going to struggle. And that has been Ziegler's core place in the world, helping individuals get right in every area of their life. You know, the seven areas of life, mentally, spiritually, physical, family, financial, personal, and career. Then in, in small business, if you look at the second ring of that archery target, it's your it's your systems. It's it's how you how you set up your business so you can grow and systematize it so you're working on the business instead of in the business. You're having the life you want. The third ring of the archery target is your people. And the challenge is as a business owner, we've got to develop our people. And then the second and third rings, they switch places all the time, right? So some seasons we're working on our systems and the next seasons we're working on attracting and developing and keeping our, our key people. And those two things go back and forth. And so Ziegler's primary strength is working on that individual, but we do have a lot of information around sales and leadership and things like that that we do. So it's it's a great fit uh, how Ziegler and phenomenal uh, Howard goes hand in hand. Howard talks about one being a slave to their business, and so many small business owners are. Many will quit their job, their W-2 job, to then go into an opportunity that might be worse as far as working conditions. They're going to be working for someone that's really tough, which is themselves. And many of these small businesses arguably are really solopreneurs or self-employed trying to get to that next step. Do you see that often, Tom, where someone says, well, I have a business and you say, well, how many team members do you have? Well, I've got my wife, but she's really a nurse, but she does the books at night. And uh, my neighbor does some part-time stuff for me. So that's not really a business per se. Isn't it kind of hard to go from that self-employed to then adding one, two, three, four, five people? Yes, it can be. Um, I think Michael Gerber calls it the entrepreneurial seizure uh, <laughs> where you wake up one day and you go, oh my gosh, I'm I'm doing all this work and getting all these great reviews and solving all these problems and my boss is getting all the money and I'm not getting anything. So you start your business on your own and all of a sudden you've got overhead and insurance and bookkeeping and all these different things that you didn't have to tr keep track of, but now you do. But if you really are uh, that entrepreneur, that business owner, you're like, yeah, but, it, but we can grow and we can scale and we can do all these other things. If you were never taught that or shown how to do it, that's where it gets really challenging. And that's where the inner circle is just gold because there are literally dozens and dozens and dozens of systems for each area of your business and people that you walk alongside with who've been down the road, you're going down. When we first uh, started working with Howard, I kind of went on a, on a mission to figure out, you know, who is this suntanned human being, right? Who, who's, who smiles all the time. And, <laughs> and so we go down to the conference and I'm kind of, I'm asking people in the back of the room, hey, you know, tell me about this Howard guy. Tell me about the inner circle. And every single person basically said three things. Gosh, I really love Howard. He's meant so much to me. 
the second is our business has done never done better. We've never been more profitable than we are right now. And then the third answer was the one that really touched my heart that that made me see the 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 fit, the alignment. And that was they said, I've got I've got more time to spend with my family. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing. So that's where that stop being a slave to your business really comes in is if if your business runs you, you don't have time. Right. You don't. Um, and, and, and personally watching, especially a lot of family businesses or partner or business that had two key partners, when the business is under stress, you, you, there's a lot of friction that goes on. And if you own your own business, it's 24, seven, 365. And so if you're under pressure all the time and all you do is talk about business at home and at work, guys, that's oppressive, but when you start putting systems in around core values that we teach at the inner circle, well, then you can now have discussions about the system instead of about each other's ideas or opinion. And boy, does that take the pressure off. And so it's, it's not only like this heart thing that's so powerful. It's a practical thing that's powerful too, because the way you grow a business is to objectively look at what's the system we have in place if we have one. <laughs> okay, let's put one in. How's it working? What can we tweak in that system to make it better? And when you do that over and over again, pretty soon you get your life back and you get your relationships back. And that's what I love about the inner circle. Systems are a big part of it. So many people start a business, much like they'll start a marriage or a family, without any playbook. They don't know what they're doing. So they go into the business and they often go in to that business because they have a passion for it or they're skilled at it and they just don't want to work for someone else anymore. So they go into it. But just because they're a great technician, as Michael Gerber says, it doesn't mean that they're going to be a great business owner. And so systems are a big part of it. I notice at Howard's Inner Circle events, he often allows all family members to attend, wives, husbands, so spouses, other family members, sometimes even children. What are your thoughts on getting everyone involved? I love that. Um, you know, dad was a huge believer in that. He started taking me to events when I was just a, a little guy. Um, and, and it's because he wanted me to see what was out there. He wanted the best for me. And at the end of the day, you know, who do we want to impact our family? It's it's people who have values, who are successful, uh, but who are also everyday normal people who had to struggle a little bit along the way. And that's what you hear at the table talk, right? That's what you... You know, the perhaps the greatest thing about the inner circle is the community. It's mm-hmm. it's hearing from each other uh, and then always smile when I hear about, you know, three or four people from different walks of life who come and join the inner circle and then they then they connect and they create a bond and then they go and do things that are unique and powerful on their own. That's that's what it's all about. Um, Dad had a very telling quote he he said this he said never give a promise without a plan and so one of the one of the powerful things about the inner circle is 
there's a big promise involved, right? And that promise is, hey, you can get your life back, right? You there, So hope is kind of born, but then you get into it and it's this weekly cadence of, okay, here's the plan. Here's the plan. Here's the plan. Because the hope is what gives us that energy, that courage to step out and try, you know, to try something different. But it's the plan and the accountability with implementing it on a weekly basis that gets the stuff done, right? That allows us to move up. And so when you when you walk with somebody and and put a plan in and and check it and enhance it over a year and multiple years, that's when the real life change happens. So you have to have a plan. You can't just wing it. Uh, it's almost impossible to scale any business at all without systems and a plan going forward. So you brought up your father, Zig Ziglar, and I have to say, and you know, I, I wish I had pulled this out, but it's somewhere behind me in my bookcase. And I, uh, Tom, I told you this before. I have this old cassette tape and your father, Zig Ziglar, used to talk to me in my car back when we used cassette tapes. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, just go to Google and type in tape cassette and you'll see. And it was a way for people to talk <laughs> to other people, much like an MP3 today or this type of podcast. So in any case, all kidding aside, um, for years, I would listen to Zig Ziglar and he would be my partner in my car, um, that university in the automobile, right? When I'm driving around. And in my mid-30s, he convinced me to leave my job to follow my dreams. And I'll never forget that. And I did leave the corporate world 20 years ago, actually. It was 2003. And what's really exciting, Tom, is Howard Partridge introduced me to your father, Zig Ziglar, at an Inner Circle event. And that was thrilling. So I was able to tell your father how he changed my life. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I'm sure you hear that all the time from people. I never get tired of it though. Mm. Uh, everywhere I travel, um, somebody will come up and they'll say, Hey, I heard your dad speak and you know, this is what happened. And so I'll always take that moment and say, tell me, tell me what happened. Um, and it's, it's interesting the different perspectives that people have. I could remember hearing dad speak and, and, you know, I heard his message. It was awesome. And then somebody came up to me and said, wow, your dad was incredible. You know, because of what he said, I'm going to go and, and I'm going to do this in my marriage. And I'm like, golly, I heard that talk, but I don't think dad really spoke about that. And then and then somebody else comes back to me and says, hey, there's something in my business that your dad said, I'm going to go back and do this with that really energized me. And then I remember thinking, well, wait, that wasn't the talk I just heard. And then somebody else would come in. And so dad had this, this way of weaving quotes in antidotes, stories that would trigger in people's um, minds and hearts. Hey, you know, it just resurrects something they knew they needed to do. And then they would go do it. It was, he, he was like that, that, that little, that catalyst, that spark of inspiration that, that got them to take action. And of course, nothing changes until you take action. So that was, that's what I'll listen for when somebody says, let me tell you my Zig story is I want to know what was the catalyst or the spark that got you to take action. And then, and then what did the result look like? And so that's what I love hearing. Like you saying, he talked you into, into leaving the corporate world and, mm -hmm. and starting, 
your own, you know, your own journey. And he, and he probably never said in any of his talks, you should leave the corporate world. Nope. <laughs> no. And I'll tell you how I got to that point. It's because your father said over and over and over again that he had failed so many times when he was younger and he was poor and he came from a small town. And I'm thinking, well, wait a second. If this guy can do all this, then why can't I? And that's really what inspired me. He was one of the people I followed. And I'm like, hold on a second. No offense to these people out there who have these tapes and CDs and are on stage and have books. But if they can accomplish what they've accomplished with all these things that could have been excuses not to, then I can too. And that was the inspiration. And that is, uh, that's a powerful thing. If Zig can, I can. And I like to follow that up with, uh, absolutely, if you do what Zig did. So, so just, you know, when somebody inspires you to take action, uh, in fact, we were talking about it on one of our uh, calls that we had this morning with our Choose to Win group. And that is that, you know, you got to have the vision and the dream to go could go do something right that's like the hope but then you also need the plan right you need mm. the system or the plan so dad said never give a promise without a plan and that's a powerful thing and that's that's one of the i mean if you want to look at the foundational maybe one of the cornerstones of of the inner circle is there's the promise and the plan in the same place and it takes both to create that life you've always wanted yeah, no, I agree. Let's talk a little bit about the Ziegler Corporation. Uh, you are the head honcho there. You're in charge. You help small businesses and coaches. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we do a lot with coaches. We have our Ziegler coaching system. Uh, and I think most people who know me know I'm sold out on coaching. I think uh, in the new book, 10 Leadership Virtues for Disruptive Times, I really talk about coach leadership. Uh, it's an, it's it's similar to servant leadership. And I only say that because a lot of people are familiar with that. But there's actually a methodology, a system, if you will, on how to coach somebody. And so in the whole idea of coach leadership is when we coach somebody, from a leadership perspective and we help them to be more effective tomorrow than they are today. And we help them get alignment with their own goals and purpose with the business goals and purpose, then amazing things happen. And we create replication because most people struggle in leadership because they've never been taught how, right? They, they lead the way they were led. And so when you become a coach leader, you're using a specific coaching methodology, which raises up people who one day become leaders, and then they naturally lead the way they were led. Uh, and so we certify coaches, and some of our coaches come in, and they're trying to build a coaching business. Other coaches come in, and they're just trying to be an effective coach to grow their own business, right? They want to coach people internally. Uh, or they want to use it in the community with their friends and their family, because the coaching skill, I think, is that one of the most valuable skills that we can have because it's questions based. If I can ask you, Jim, questions about 
what does success look like? And what are you trying to achieve? And, you know, where do you want to go in life? And well, the more, more I understand what you want, this sounds a little familiar, then the more I can help you get what you want. And the more I help enough other people get what they want, well, guess what? I can have everything in life I want. So coaching is actually the practical application of the greatest Zig Ziglar quote of all time. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. I've heard that one before. Yes. It's yeah. it's Zig Ziglar's most famous quote, I'm sure, as you said. Um, so many people repeat that, not always verbatim, but we get the point, right? Basically, if you give to others and help others, give them what they want, it'll come back. Yeah. And that is so important to you. So, uh, Tom, would you say that there's probably a few million or more small businesses in the United States from self-employed to companies 500 or less employees? Probably, uh, I would, I would say I would say easy. I think, uh, interestingly, during COVID, uh, the platform Etsy, mm -hmm. which is like an arts, primarily arts and crafts generated, you know, like a like a side hustle, like a second type mm -hmm. of business. I think they added like 6 million. Uh, wow. Just during COVID. So yeah, millions. So the reason why I bring that up is what percentage, and you may know this, what percentage of small business owners are actively using a coach in their business? Because when you think about it, no matter what you do, if you're a golfer, tennis player, baseball, football, they all have coaches, right? So how many small business owners, what percentage do you think are not using a coach? Wow. I hope you know that answer because I, I don't. I don't. It came to me. I'm thinking, I don't think most do, right? Would, most most don't probably. I would say less than 10%. Mm -hmm. So it's a huge opportunity. I bring this up, everybody, because we all think we know our business. No one can do it like we can. That's one reason why it's hard for us to hire team members because they just get in the way, right? So don't, I'll do it, okay? And it keeps us small. In order for us to grow and scale, we need to be coached ourselves and then be able to coach our people and grow them. Yep. You know, um, when I think of leadership, coaching, being a business owner, I think really what we're trying to do is to equip the people we lead to replace who we, what we do, right? If you, if you're in the corporate world uh, and you get really, really good at your job, you're kind of stuck in that job unless you can teach a bunch of other people how to do that job better than you. Right. And then you can move up and you can keep moving up. And so that's, to me, that's the ultimate of a business owner is somebody who loves their business. They might be a great technician and then they seek their joy from equipping and growing the people on their team to do the stuff better than they do it. Right. And then you're constantly growing yourself. So you're growing as a leader and as an owner and you can keep scaling it that way. Uh, that's that's what gets me excited about what we do is because a lot of times the limit that people have is self-imposed. Mm -hmm. In oh, other yes. words, it's their belief or their self-image that is keeping them from growing to the next level. So, so what does that mean? It means that 
you could have the ultimate business plan, but if your belief is it can only be one location and it can only be, you know, 10 people because that's all I can manage, that's all it will ever be. But as soon as your belief flips and says, well, you know what? I learned it, which means I can teach it to somebody else, which means, you know what? I can have five locations. I can develop five people who are going to look at it a little bit differently, but maybe even better than the, what I looked at. So that belief is what keeps you from going to that next level. And that's where Ziegler really comes in is, you know, dad said you cannot consistently perform in a manner that's inconsistent with the way you see yourself. And so we get in and we say, how do you see yourself? And let's elevate that. And wait a second, you can learn that. You can do something different. And then that takes the lid off and then people start to grow. Well, the faster you grow, the more you need systems, right? So there's that partnership again. There's that connection of what we do at Ziegler and what the inner circle does. What do you think your father would say about <clears throat> where the... Ziggler Corporation is today. Um, he's, you know, he's been gone for a decade now. How long has your father passed? It's 11 years this month. Yeah. Okay. November. Okay. So a lot has changed. Uh, I think he'd be proud of you. Yeah. I hope, I, I hope he would be proud. Um, you know, and the, and let me tell you why I think he would <clears throat> is, you know, maybe 15, 18 years ago, he, he came to me and he said, he said, son, uh, you'll never know true freedom until I'm gone. Mm. And, and I didn't understand I did, at that time. I didn't understand what he meant. Right. I didn't understand it. And then when he passed away, um, I realized the meaning behind that. He was, he knew that I was trying to run and operate the business in a way to elevate and support him and his gifts and talents, which was great. Should have done that, right? That's, that's what the business called for. But he was also acknowledging that my gifts and talents aren't his, right? Mm -hmm. And his weren't mine, right? So what does that mean? It means that you have to step into who you are, your own gifts and talents. You have to maximize and utilize those gifts that God's given you to the greatest ability possible, which means it's, it's a different business. So dad was the ultimate speaker motivator from the stage. He could reach into the hearts and minds of millions of people with his message. Uh, the bootstrapper, the individual, those were the ones that really responded to that message. And my, my message and what I do is wait a second, how is a leader as a coach, can we uh, help equip some, another coach? How do we equip leaders and coaches to go out and carry that message forward? So that's that's really how we focus. So I think he would be proud that it's not a it's not trying to be who he was. It is maximizing the gifts and talents God's given us, and that's that's really what I think he would look at and say, "I'm I'm happy with that." Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I agree with that. Uh, let's talk about your book. I want you to plug your book and we're going to have a link in the show notes, everybody, for you to order one of Tom's latest books. Things are not the same out there as they have been. And you're talking about being disruptive. Talk about that. 
Yeah, so the book was born. Um, I signed a two book contract with Thomas Nelson back in 2000, I think 17, maybe early 18. And the first book, Choose to Win, came out in 2019. And when I signed the contract, I said, but I don't have an idea on what the second book is going to be. And they said, don't worry about it. You've got an, a whole year before you even have to think about it. <laughs> so then it was time to think about it. I started working on it. They delayed it. And I needed to get a manuscript to them, I believe, uh, in the summer of 2020. And then, of course, I started working on it. And then COVID hit. March of 2020. We all know that. Uh, and within a month or two, I totally changed my focus on the book. And all I've done since then is studied how COVID impacted business and then elevated that thought to, well, how does disruption change business? So as a leader, how does disruption impact my business and the way I lead? Um, and so that's the focus of that book. And, and so here's the good news for everybody. Disruption is only going to increase in intensity and frequency. Mm -hmm. And all we got to do is look outside our window, look on the news, look on social media, and we see that disruption is hammering us. So the book morphed from the disruption that COVID did to general disruption. So it's an evergreen book. And and as I studied it, I said, okay, so what, what leader will have the greatest impact in disruption? It's going to be a coach leader because coach leaders are growth mindset focused, always learning, always embracing the disruption that's coming because coach leaders see this as a disruption creates an opportunity to serve more people because more people have problems and challenges. And so where are we today in regards to this message of disruption and coach leadership? Artificial intelligence is going to change business and leadership dramatically more than COVID ever did. Mm. And so and so the question is this, you, you've really got three, you know, kind of like, well, you got a million options, but you, you can either ignore uh, AI, artificial intelligence in regards to your own business and hope Hopefully you sell out and retire and, and before all of that impacts you, but chances are it's going to impact you sooner than that. Your competition is going to figure it out uh, or you embrace it for what it is. And what it is is simply a tool that will allow you to create more meaningful, deeper and, and, and more abundance of relationships. If you learn what, artificial intelligence will do for you? How can I deploy artificial intelligence so that I can serve the people I serve better? And that's a mindset shift, mm -hmm. right? That is a huge mindset shift. And so to me, the challenge isn't what AI is going to do. The challenge is how are business owners and leaders today either going to resist it and fall behind or embrace it and use this artificial intelligence, this technology to serve more people at a higher level. And one of the things that I love about Howard is this, when we teach business in the inner circle, 
we talk about creating the most phenomenal business experience possible. And so I'd encourage all of our uh, listeners to think about how artificial intelligence can improve and create a phenomenal business experience. And that's one of the things we're doing in our coaching. We have a new app called Zig GPT, which is an app that plugs right into chat GPT. And what it does is when our coaches have a coaching session, they take the audio of that coaching session, they drop it in to Zig GPT. It instantly transcribes it. It pulls out the top five learning points, the top uh, three questions to reflect on. It summarizes the whole session. It can do all these amazing things. It puts it all into a PDF. And then we can send it back to the person that was coached. And within 30 minutes of the session, they've got this amazing recap of what just happened. So why is that important? Because it changed, it saves the coach a lot of time, mm-hmm. right? So as a business owner, I'm always wanting to save time, right? If I can get the same thing done in half the time, that's money. And on the other side of it, my client's experience is elevated. The likelihood of them following through and applying what was just discussed in the session goes up. So we've won in two ways. So, so as a business, I could say, you know what? I'm going to let other people figure out artificial intelligence and hopefully I can catch up when the time comes or I can change the lives of the people we're working with right now, leveraging this technology and implementing it before everybody else does. And that's the that's the path we're taking at Ziggler. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, no, and that is phenomenal. And on that note, Tom Ziggler, thank you so much for joining me today here on the Phenomenal Business Growth Podcast. Thank you, sir.